And we are back again. Thanks so much for joining us on What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. It is a pleasure to share company with you, so I'm glad you stopped by. And thanks to Tony Reese for the platform and making it possible that we can find out what is the story. And there are so many stories to share. And I keep hearing a buzz about a nun run and the MSC sisters, and it's over there at HGA and somewhere around Guess Them. And I thought, well, what's the story with this? And Sister Lisa came to mind. Hi, Sister. Hi, how you doing, Joe? I am wonderful. It is so good to see you again. Thank you. I will never forget the day we met. And it was at um, St. Benedict's. Yes, in Moton. It it was in Moton. (laughs) You even got the N in there. That was good. Um, And you were giving a speech or talking after Mass um, about vocations. And I know you struck my heart, so that's your mission. Thank you. It is. Talking about vocations and missions, and it kind of put me on a quest for missions. And that brought me to Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. And that's the order to which you belong. Is that correct? That is correct. Actually, there's a technicality. We are Missionary Sisters of the Most Sacred Heart. Because the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart officially are the ones that were founded by Mother Cabrini. Oh, so there's two. There's lots of Sacred Heart. Does this make you better than most Sacred yes, Heart? Yes, I, I, it does. <laughs> I do vocation work, and so when we are together, I make sure that they introduce themselves first. So then they, I, and I only say I'm a missionary to Sacred Heart. They said, "Oh, you're the same." I say, "Oh, you know, I always forget we're the most Sacred Heart." I think they're the lesser Sacred. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you would do that without a so doubt. So we have a lot of fun. Anyway, Here, here's a dumb question, yes. but I, it's, oh, I've always wondered about this. If you are the missionary sisters of the most sacred heart, of what's Jesus. MSC? What's ah, the C? I don't get it. Because it's in Latin. We are an international community. Oh, okay. So it's Missionari Sacratissimi Cordis. Thank Which you. Is, yeah. Th- I could never figure that out. I kept thinking, most sacred heart of Jesus Christ, maybe? <laughs> I was trying to make that C work, and I couldn't. <laughs> so you um, obviously... I shouldn't say, obviously. The mission is mission, since you're the Missionary Sisters. Is that your sole purpose? We were founded in 1900 to be missionaries. We were founded by, we're a boy-girl community. We don't live together and relax. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I was like, whoa! <laughs> um, we have the Missionaries of the Sacred Heart, and they were actually founded um, 46 years before we were, in 1854 in France. And then in the 1880s, Pope Leo Thirteenth asked them to take over the evangelization of the South Sea Islands, which would be the Marshall Islands, the Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea. They go and realize that there has been precious little evangelization done. And they're like, oh, man, we need women to do the work here. You know, uh, but they, <laughs> you they, always <laughs> need a woman when the job needs to be done, Well, right? they wanted to found schools because, of course, the best way to get to people's hearts is to start when they're young. Mm. And so they wanted to do a good Catholic education. And even though the founder of the MSC Fathers also founded a community of women in France, they're called the Daughters of Our Lady of Sacred Heart, we call them our cousin community, Um, at that time, those South Sea Islands were all protectorates of Germany. And the Germans, being very nationalistic, did not want any foreign sisters coming. And so our founder, who is Father Lincoln's MSC, he didn't know what to do. And he said to Father Founder, what should I do? And he said, well, get some German girls. You know, like, really? So Father Lincoln's put out in the parishes in Germany a call to young women. Would you be willing to leave your home, your country, your family, your language to spread the good news of Jesus Christ? That's a big request. Know, isn't it awesome? And they said, yeah. Like, see, my thing is they said yes. I mean, wait, back up. Yeah. Leave your family your 
Country. Country. Your language. Your language. Your home. Your home. That's a lot to ask. Forever. Forever. When the sisters came and when they were going to be sent on a mission, it was without any guarantees that they ever see their family or homeland again. And they came. There's, there's something about this faith. There's something that touches people's hearts. Like, I think we, I, every time I talk about this, I go back to the post-Easter readings because they talk about the early church and how people were so alive. And they go, 5,000 joined this day and 3,000 joined that day and 1,000 Because why? Because the believers believed because they were alive. But, but this is now 2014. Exactly. Or, or well, well, then it was, it was the year 1900. That's pretty much later than later. right after the first Easter, right after, yes. you know, Jesus rose. Yeah. And, and so a lot happened, and it seems like a huge request. I mean, I don't know that there was that huge... You went into a country where there was not evangelization, so these people didn't know about it. What made them say yes? That is... That's the question of vocation. That's the question of faith. And so, and then, of course, the story is, they go. These young women, they come, they be tra- they're, they're trained, okay, to be trained, and then they go to Papua New Guinea in 1902 with just two years of training, which, like, cracks us all up because to become a priest, of course, takes, takes years, doesn't yes, it? Ten at years least, At least eight years to ten years. To become a full-fledged, a, a perpetually professed religious woman is also eight years after two years of training, they go to a land where there are more than 57 languages, not dialects, languages. Wow. Okay. And two years later, 1904, five of those young women, all under the age of 30, martyred. Martyred. Along with three priests and a brother. Okay. So then what? So now they're thinking maybe the girls in Germany are going to get scared and go home. Except for talking about Germany. Not only didn't they get scared and go home, more young women came. Oh, my goodness. Inspired by this gift of self, saying, you know what? The reason that happened is because they don't know. And so more women came. So they had a, an influx of young women, so much so they didn't know what to do with them all. So they go to Rome, and they say, we have these young women prepared to be missionaries. Where should we send them? And they said, send them to that pagan land of Pennsylvania. <laughs> You know, I can't believe you said that because if you go to the website for MSC mm-hmm. in Laureldale uh, and it says who we serve and Pennsylvania's there. Yeah. There's only three t- states, well, four, California, New York, Pennsylvania, Texas. There should be Florida, too. We have a sister in Florida. All right. And Georgia. All and right. Georgia, so, yeah. You know, all right. But Pennsylvania. Yes. Why Pennsylvania? At that time, in the early 1900s, was a very strong time of immigration and mm-hmm. our sisters were asked to come particularly for the Slovak immigrants working in the coal mines of upstate Pennsylvania so they came to Sladington, Palmerton, Lansford right okay now which is kind of funny too because I love the church okay the sisters were German pure German they were coming for Slovaks okay they're like German Slovak kind of the same not really okay <laughs> but but they came and then what is so beautiful uh, at that time, then, these young Slovak women joined the community. We had an influx of Slovak women who joined the MSC sisters, inspired by these German women who came and gave their all here. It's almost like osmosis is happening it's beautiful, as you really, as you yeah. mix with people. Yeah. It, I'm surprised that you said you went to build schools, and I don't know why, because I, I, I think I do know why. 
you say mission, missionary, and you get an, an image, a perception. And my perception is you're going into a, a poor area and you're helping poor people as opposed to building schools. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily building schools, but the I think the the idea was education of the society. And so the best way to do that is working with, because it wasn't necessarily the building, it was the action of, of education. And, of course, school is a, the most normal of, of those ways. But even now, in this 21st century, we have sisters in India who are doing education under a tree because we don't have the building. We don't have the school. Yeah. So what goes on at that building over there in Laureldale? Okay, that is... <laughs> <laughs> that building... Um, is it a convent? Is, yes. Um, okay. It's a little hesitation there because it's our mother house. Okay. But... It has been transformed into also a residence, a personal care home for elderly people because... Not elderly nuns, elderly people. Elderly people, men and Not that you're not people, but... (laughs) The nuns are there too, okay? (laughs) Okay. Um, But what happened was with uh, the decline in young women responding to the call to vocation, not that there's a lack of vocations, but there's just a lack of young women responding to the call, um, our buildings were huge. Yeah, and how do yeah. you continue to maintain a building that big? And so a decision was made to see how could we best serve the community, continue serving, but then also utilize the buildings to the best of our ability. Is that a form of mission as well? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? Our founder, Father Hubert Lincoln's, he was actually a Dutch MSc. Um, in one of his uh, speaking to the sisters, he said. We are missionary, and you are as much a missionary whether you're in the foreign missions or you're in the kitchen. And so our sense of mission doesn't come from our place. It comes from our hearts. It comes from the way that we bring Christ and our motto, may the sacred heart of Jesus be loved everywhere. Okay, That's what it's about. It's about having people come to understand the love of God for them wherever they are. So that's what mission is. It's not building homes. No, not it's not playing music. It's not feeding people. It's not No, it's all of those things. Okay. And this. Okay. <laughs> it's all of it. <laughs> that's the best part of it. There's nothing excluded. There's nothing excluded. It's it's amazing really to think of all and if you look at the life of of Jesus himself, you know, you look at where he was and what he did. It was being in the place at the time. So he was very present in the moment. Exactly. Exactly. Very present in the moment. So what's with the nun run then? Oh, the How nun does run. that I mean? The nun run September 20th, I think? Yes, it is indeed. And actually, it, it's always the third Saturday in September. Oh, so makes that's it one easy. of those things okay. that you need to you know, put on your calendar. Um, the nun run was uh, and is an effort that was uh, invented or thought about by our director of mission advancement who is mrs carrie whitmoyer and she's doing a great job of um we say we're trying to build friendship and funds okay for our community and faith of course too friendship funds and and faith faith. okay okay and so um the nun run is a way of getting people together people who know the msc sisters it's a 5k run um 
They run on our property. They run through the Holy Garden Angels and the cemetery. And you can also walk. Okay. <laughs> you can do a 5K. And there's prizes. 5K is doable. Yes, exactly. For just about anybody. And then I think it's the the walk might be one or two, probably 2K, I guess. Um, and people come. They get sponsors. And uh, But you don't have to know a nun to do it. No, you don't. Because you say it's just a way to get to know nuns. So if yes. you're curious what goes on up there, you should go to the nun run. Oh, that would be a definitely way, a good way to start out. And you can just show and up that day? the sisters are all there. Yep, the sisters are there. Are you going to run? Sisters the sisters run? I, I mean, I know, saw I the logo and there's a nun yeah. in a habit running and I'm thinking, yes. come on. I'm not sure that any of the sisters actually run, but we, a lot of us walk. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us walk. And so, so. that is to raise, it, it does obviously yes. raise funds because to do your work. You need funds. Absolutely. To travel and to go places. Yeah. And so sometimes people cannot. And even just to live. Even just for, like, even to maintain oh. um, in that, our mother house, we also have our elderly and infirm sisters. And everybody knows the cost of health care in these days. Right. And so we need to sustain ourselves. And again, the cry for vocations, since we don't have many young sisters working in apostolates who are earning a salary, we need to take care of one another. We are a family. We, yes. Community is a family. And so we have to look out for all of our sisters and their needs. We often talk uh, today about the, the demise of the family. And certainly the family has many, many different shapes and sizes and definitions. And so it's good to mix and mingle with this family in that form and, and take from it what you will and incorporate it in your own home. September 20th, Sister Lisa, a pleasure to see you again. Thanks Thank for you. taking the time to come in. And now you know that's the story. Don't forget to check it out.